can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I said, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch. The way he Welcome back from to Let the Boys Watch. <laughs> an entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Great Productions. Let the boy and today we're going to be talking about the 1998 drama, epic war drama, Saving Private Ryan. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Starring Tom Hanks, Tom Sizemore, Ed Burns, The God. Barry Pepper, Adam <laughs> Goldberg, Vinnie Diesel, Giovanni Ribisi, and our favorite guy, Matt Damon. I want to be close. My name is Robbie. Alongside me, cousin Benny. How are we? You, I'm good. I'm I'm upset you forgot Ted Danson. Yeah, oh. Ted Ted Danson, Paul Giamatti, Paul Giamatti, Brian Dennis Cranston, Farina, little Brian Cranston. Yep, cousin Ben. I wonder if you could help me. Yeah. I'm I'm looking for a uh, private James Francis Ryan. Any any luck? My brothers are dead. <laughs> Jimmy Ryan? Sorry. No, no, from Iowa. <laughs> I'm Our from Minnesota. Grammar school. <laughs> Alongside us as well is one of our calls, Ryan. Ryan, how are you? Doing all right. How are you? Good, I got a question for you. Please. After watching this movie, are you still upset that, that uh Germany lost the world war? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Fuck them. Okay. Yeah. But you're a big Germany guy, they were saying in the papers. Uh, I don't <laughs> think anyone said that ever. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks, Robbie. And like you said, this is Let the Boys Watch, and we are talking about saving private Ryan. I think a lot of people's favorite film and maybe favorite definitely favorite war film um and i believe benny has never seen it before is that correct that is correct i love it so i'm looking forward to your analysis and robbie how long has it been since you've watched saving private ryan uh i want to say maybe in between five to ten years i haven't really sat down and watched you know you get a couple of on TNT during the holidays and and those kind of channels, but I haven't really ran through it in a in a long time. Yeah, I'd say probably same somewhere in that range, maybe like five seven years, something like that. Um, so it was good to watch. I enjoyed it. Um, we'll see what Benny thought. And uh, yeah, so before we get into all that fun stuff, please send us an email. We have. The highest number of emails we've ever received in i think 14 wow so, yeah about that buckle up because we got a lot of emails to read <laughs> um but you can find us at ltbw podcast at gmail.com uh please send us emails you know uh you definitely have plenty of time after the vote uh to send us an email and let us know like what you thought of the movie that won um or send us an email about last week or send us an email about I don't know, a movie you'd like us to watch because of whatever re your reasoning is. I'm more than sure that Benny hasn't seen it and maybe Robbie. 
Um, so you got a, a good shot that one of us hasn't seen it for sure. Um, also make sure to follow us on let the boys watch pod at on Instagram. Uh, it's where all our cool memes are. I don't know. Do we make memes? I don't even know when the situation calls for it. We'll mean right. situational <laughs> memeing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Benny. Yes. What did you think? Well, do, well, do you want to get into it or do you want to? I heard you saw um, a new movie this week. Would you like to talk about that or? I did. Yeah. Maybe take two, three minutes of your time. Yeah, please. To... I'm because I'm interested. Yeah, very World War II heavy week for me. Um, I went and saw Oppenheimer. Uh, I saw it in the 70 millimeter IMAX because I'm better than you. And I see it how it was intended to be seen by the director. Um, But no, it was honestly, I'll do a quick quick plum score for you guys. I give it 10 plums out of 10. It was fantastic. It was honestly maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. I I don't know if it's just because of the the grandiosity of it with with the IMAX but it was just incredible. I, definitely my favorite Nolan movie. Um wow, really? Killian Murphy, incredible. Robert Downey Jr., incredible. So many people in this movie that just like I think Gary Oldman was in it for like he had like one line and that was it. Um I thought they were going to go the whole movie with Rami Malek not saying anything, but he ends up talking at some point, but Shut up. We was, haven't seen it. Oh, do you want me to tell you the whole plot? No, please um, don't. <laughs> no, yeah. I, if you could see it, see it in IMAX, it was great. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I was thinking about it for like three or four days after. I just, I can't recommend it enough. Like it's, this is, I hate going to the movies, but I would like consider going back to the theater to watch it again because it, it it's just meant to be seen like that. It was just so good. Nice. Did you also see Barbie? No, I mean, three, three hours straight in a movie theater was enough. But honestly, it felt like it didn't really feel like three hours at all. You know, we talk about that. Check the phone, check the watch uh, portion of, of watching a movie. But I never felt that way at all. And I don't think anybody in the theater, like everybody just was like locked in the whole entire time. And, you know, it, it felt a little bit long at the end, but it definitely didn't feel like three hours. It was just it had you locked in the whole entire time. Awesome. What did the, uh, what did the queen think? Hen. Wow. We got two, ten- we got two tens. She yeah. loved well, it. Wow. You, are, you are both tens. We know that. <laughs> so there was four tens that night. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah. We both loved it. It was, we saw it on her birthday. So it was a nice little birthday treat. Uh, yeah. We loved it. Nice. Have you, you guys planning on seeing it? Oh, definitely. Perfect. I don't. Don't leave us, please. Now my iron's fucking plugged in again. <laughs> well, you keep leaving that shit plugged in. I keep off again. Oh my god, the iron throne crumbling. Oh my god, my my business model's out the window. <laughs> um, I can still hear you though. So okay, interesting fact, Benny. While Robbie changes, uh, turns his iron off. Uh, both movies, Saving Private Ryan and Oppenheimer, had an 8.6 on IMDb. Really? Yeah, I'm assuming the Oppenheimer score will probably change a bit. It usually gets, uh, I don't know if I'd say a bump or or it lowers once it gets released like home on home media. So we'll see what yeah. happens. But uh, 
Yeah, eight point six for both of these films. I was I was surprised that Saving Private Ryan got an eight point six. Really? I thought that was a little low. I mean, considering like how I don't want to say groundbreaking it was, but you know, it was just intense and epic, and uh, you know, there yeah. wasn't any part of the movie that I felt was bad. So you also, I always try to remember that. IMDb is filled with nerds and and trolls and like there's people that are just scoring at zero just to be jerks. So yeah. like, even okay, the top movie of all time on IMDb is Shawshank Redemption, and that's a nine point three. So even I scored higher, scored it higher than that <laughs> yeah. with a nine point four. But yeah. I I know what you're saying. Like sometimes the scores, I'm like, what the f- what is this? Or like they're they're uh, abnormally low because like. God forbid there's a uh the main character is a woman or some stupid bullshit like you yeah. know stupid trolls. Uh, but anyway, how's the iron Robbie? It's off. All right, good. Steaming. Steaming. Willie, Willie Beeman. Oh, uh, great film. Um, so should we do a couple emails and then get into our fucking movie? Yeah, let's let's read these emails. All right. So do you, I have it up? Do you guys want me to do it? But or would any of you like to do it? I'm okay with not doing. I just spoke about Oppenheimer. So no, I'm, st- I'm abstaining. I'm abstaining. <laughs> All right. So I would say that uh, we got. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen emails. All requesting that we watch the movies Terminators one and two. Um, I believe these people or uh, puppets, you might want to say, have sent <laughs> no all puppet. these emails based on um, some influence by a certain fan of ours. So, Jessica, Mark, Joseph, Luke, Warren, Brendan, cancel. I think that's is that. Cancel? All right. Anyway, Carmine, Caitlin, Caitlin, Phil, Phil, Lindsay, Kathleen, and Jessica. You know, go fuck yourselves. Don't tell us what to do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, thank you for caring enough to take 30 seconds out of your day and email us. Um, we told your puppet master that we will be doing it soon. Maybe for her birthday, if she doesn't piss us off any further, Robbie <laughs> may not want to do it at all. He is abstaining. No, I'm not that. Email. I'm not that week. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone that week. <laughs> yeah, we're done. I'm gonna watch the fucking Terminator one and two. I don't know what the obsession is. <laughs> have you seen any, either of them? I have. I, I love Terminator two. But uh, recently, I just started to hate Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. I don't know why. I don't know why. I can't stand those two fucking movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you took the time to email us, to give us a follow. And then we'll review your movie, okay? Yep. Yes. Chill out, dickwads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so it's been like fucking 15 minutes. Let's talk about Saving Private Ryan. Benny, mm. need to know, what were your preconceived notions, your thoughts prior to going into this movie as you have never seen it before? What did you think about it? 
Um, this is another movie like last week that, you know, I had high expectations for. Um, obviously, I don't think I've any ever heard anybody badmouth this movie. Uh, I knew the plot. I knew that they were that uh, Private Ryan's brother died. Uh, brothers died and he was uh, going to come home. I didn't know too much about the plot. I didn't even know who Private Ryan was um, until, you know, we got about halfway through the movie. I kind of figured out it was going to be our main man. Um, but yeah, it was it was a movie I was excited to watch. It uh, blew my eardrums out a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting that as well. But uh, yeah, no, I was excited to watch this one. Nice. Robbie, do you remember, like, did you see this movie in the theaters when it came out? I didn't. Uh, Benny, how many brothers? Three. Oh, I was hoping you'd give me Oh, this is three. three? (laughs) 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 Um, I don't remember seeing it in the theater. I don't believe I did. I think I probably just got it off of a... A DVD, Blu-ray, whatever it was back in the day on my dad's um, big screen and and just watch it there. Um, obviously, I've always been a, a history buff. I think the Revolutionary War and World War II are my probably top two wars that I love to read about or talk about. So I was so excited for that. Plus, you know, you had Tom Hanks in it, who I love, and Steven Spielberg, who directed some of my favorite movies. So I was all in, especially dealing with a... Uh, a topic like World War II. So I was I was extremely excited to see this movie when it came out. And uh yeah, I loved every every bit of it. Nice. Yeah, I remember the one thing I remember because I don't think I saw it in theaters either was um the like media was going off about how veterans were like flipping out um based on how real especially the um storming the beaches of Normandy of D Day. Uh, was I remember that happening? But I saw too, uh, like a little fun fact that Spielberg told the movie theaters two things. He said not three, two. He told them, um, "Don't let anybody in after the movie starts." He he told them not to do that. And then the other one was crank the volume up, like pretty much as loud as you can, as as loud as you can, because he wanted that all those sound effects to really hit home. So those are two little cool things I read. Yeah, I definitely listened to uh, watch this with my AirPods, and I'm glad I did because it was just like better than the low volume I would have had to watch it on. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, Robbie, you want to kick us off with some overall impressions? Yeah, I mean, what can you really say? That first 20 minutes is some is probably the greatest opening 20 minutes of a movie that you'll ever see in your life. I know for me, it's the greatest opening sequence of a movie that I ever watched. And it's, and it will probably never change. Uh, I thought it was that that first 20 minutes of this movie has you just like you're there. I mean, the way that was shot was amazing. I don't think they were, I don't think anything like that was done at the time, especially little sequences where uh, people were getting shot and the blood was splattering onto the screen. So you would see it, you know, as you're watching it and you're, 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 I want to say your, your vision was kind of uh, disoriented by 
you know, the action that was going on in a movie. So by seeing that, I mean, that was amazing. I love the underwater shots where the the sound would kick out. You wouldn't hear anything. You'd just be underwater feeling like you were, you know, underwater with these soldiers. And just the constant fucking mayhem, people getting shot, people, you know, picking up their arm, you know, people getting dra dragged across the beach one minute, and then the next minute there's a bomb going off, and then he's just dragging the the, the torso of, of the same soldier. <laughs> so, I mean, the action sequences in the beginning of this movie were just phenomenal. I thought, I haven't seen it so long, I was like, oh, it's probably going to be a little, not cheesy, but, you know, with the way technology has advanced, you know, in 20 plus years, it just felt like this movie came out yesterday. It was, it was amazing. I mean, I can't say enough about the intensity of that first 20 minutes. I can't believe how Spielberg shot that. And it was just amazing. As far as the other movie, you know, I loved it. I do think that it was, it was too long. I think there were some parts that, that, you know, definitely dragged on a little bit that, that I forgot while watching it. Um, so I think that could have been some, some parts could have been cut and trimmed a little bit. But the acting was amazing. I mean, fucking Hanks is just top notch. Barry Pepper. I mean, what the fuck else can I say about <laughs> Barry Pepper? He lights up my life. Um, Vin Diesel was good. Giovanni Ribisi was fantastic. Um, it just, it's just a gripping movie that I love. Everything about the movie. I mean, the way they shot the the, the battle scenes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just thought it was great. The ending was perfect. Um, that that last battle was great. And, you know, Hanks, Spielbergs, I mean, take all my fucking money in my bank account. Whatever I got from my house, please wipe me out. I just loved it. <laughs> I, I mean, I totally but, agree. But like, you a plum? What? You could do a plum if you want. No, because uh, no, I don't want Benny. I want to hear Benny's plum first. Yeah, me too. So, sorry, uh, Ryan, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I totally agree with what you said. Um the opening sequence is, yeah, maybe the best opening sequence of any movie. Um, <clears throat> it did. I found it as well to drag on a little bit at certain parts. Um, I remember, uh, Robbie, I texted you during the week and I was like, I don't know, man, this might be my first 10. And uh, like, I didn't want to text Benny that to like raise his expectations. But after watching it, uh, spoiler alert, it's not a 10 for me, um, but it is a Same. very, very good movie. Um, I really like it a lot. And even the parts that drag on, like I was like watching it and I'm like, eh, you know, th this is a, like they could cut some of this or, or whatever, but it's still it's still, I don't know, like enrich the characters. And like probably that's a lot of like how this either, war, you know, I've never been in the military and more, but like how war is where it's like you know, a lot, some nothing. And then up, oh, there's a little skirmish. We got to deal with this. Or like, should we do this? Here's a prisoner, like blah, blah, blah. So like it really rounded out all the characters and made you like care about some of them and maybe dislike some of them. Um, but as a movie, like I kind of feel like some of it could have got cut. Um, so that's why it ended up not being a 10 for me. Um, but yeah, that, again, opening sequence incredible and some of the other scenes were incredible too benny any overall impressions from you yeah i mean i just thought it was it was great it was um you know i, I definitely see what you guys are saying where it was a little long in some places um i think it benefited me that it was my first time seeing it like it 
yeah, I probably could have cut some stuff, but I never really felt like, all right, we let's go, let's keep it moving here because it was my first time watching it. Right. Um, there's so many little details in the film, like Robbie, you were mentioning on the beach of Normandy when he's dragging just the torso, but like I think it was right before that when some guy gets shot like right in his canteen, like at the hip, and then like you see the water come out, and then it just turns red, and, and you know it's now it's blood coming out of the canteen. I loved all those little details i loved you know just how like you said how real it felt um there were so mm. many people in this movie that like where the fuck have they been giovanni rabisi like so good where have you been adam goldberg know. like you know i remember loving adam goldberg and friends and like i feel like i haven't seen enough of him i know he does a little directing now but you know dennis farina for some reason as a kid well, i liked him i i don't know why um you know, Ted Danson. Yeah. Uh, just so all these guys, man, it was just such a, a crazy cast. You know, even a young Vin Diesel, probably the best movie he's been in. Um, uh, the attempt, like I said, the attention to detail was just awesome for me. And the two battle scenes to start and end the movie, just so fucking hectic. And, you know, you by the end of the movie, you know, Pretty much everybody's going to get clipped, but it's still hard because you spent so much time with these characters over the course of the movie. You're like, I wish he would have made it. I wish he would have made it. Um, yeah. And even like the little details where everybody that took Vin Diesel's letter ended up getting killed until the end. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, Tom Hanks, like you guys said, just crushed it the whole entire movie. He, he, the reveal of him being an English teacher to me was like, wow, but that's who these guys were. You know, they were just like picked out of society and dropped in and, you know, won the war and, and were these incredible war heroes. So it was just, it just felt so real. And I love the, the fact that it, it, I felt like it was shot in black and white and it was colorized, like just the way the color always came in and out. And sometimes it would go like, black and there's a lot to this movie man I, I really could talk for a while on it um but it's just those details for me that i loved yeah i forgot to mention the um like you were saying about the canteen but when that soldier gets shot in his yeah. helmet takes his helmet off looks at <laughs> yeah. it and gets shot in the head it's just like yeah. things like that but like you were saying it's like that's what i love about these these war movies i mean because it's just these like ragtag dudes from like different parts of the country, from different states that have all these different various backgrounds and they just come together and you don't even know which person is going to be able to fight or which person is going to, you know, cower and, and, and be nervous and not want to fight. You don't know what you're going to get at anybody once those doors open of the boat or even once they touch land. And I you mean, don't even know what you're going to get out of yourself until yeah. you're in that position. So, like, I, I just out of all the jobs you could have picked for Tom Hanks, you know, Captain Miller's uh, character, English teacher was like probably would have been the last thing I ever picked. And then like a baseball coach bringing it back to the league of their own. Yeah, that's right. What a film. Fantastic. But I mean, that's the thing. I could talk about that. But like we all have um, veterans on our family. You know, my yeah. my my dad's dad fought over there in europe you know me and benny's grandpa didn't make it he got injured you know while in training but we, we it's all nostalgia like 
obviously me, me and Benny also had uh, uncles that fought in the Vietnam War and one that didn't make it home. So we understand like how difficult it is for, for families and what it's like, not what personally, what it's like to fight over there, but we understand the, you know, the severity of what war is like. And so does everybody, but I'm just saying on a personal level. Yeah. I was thinking about it when I was watching it, like when that, when things like that happen, world war one, world war two, you know, Vietnam, like, there must have been towns that were just absolutely decimated with like from with males like there was just like no males in that town between the ages of 18 and like 35 like yeah. that's crazy um you know i can't i just i'm just thinking more of like you know like that's prime working years especially in rural areas like farms must have been hurting for people to be working the fields and manufacturing and like whatever it's crazy i mean i know you know what was great about world war ii is you know so many women uh joined the workforce and like you know did all the things that men traditionally was doing but it just it seems so weird to me like imagine like a i don't know a social event and it was just like 75 percent women and then yeah. the rest were like old dudes and children or something like i don't know that just seems wild to me to take it in a, another direction too like it, it, uh, you know people can say what they want to say about like drone warfare and stuff like that and, and the way wars are fought now but like these dudes job was like all right a thousand of you go absorb bullets for fucking an hour and a half and right and then we're gonna come in behind you hopefully you know you you take enough guys out where we can advance further it's just that it's hard to watch you know like even though a lot of the times i could separate myself from a movie and be like all right it's a movie you know these people aren't real this stuff's not really happening but it just makes you you know because this is so true to life and you know that attack on normandy happened like it makes you think about like all these guys that just didn't even get off the boat and and, like that was that was their job and it's just it's it's so crazy to think about you know the first thing i thought about when i finally you know took a piss after watching the movie was like how long would i have survived it would have been like (laughs) 15 minutes like and i'm not even talking about 15 minutes on normandy like i would have touched down in Europe, wherever our station was, and like that would have been it for me. I would either have killed myself or like stepped on a mine or something, or just cried myself to like complete dehydration. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, it's fucking wild. And just to um, I'm sorry to go back to I was looking for this before you talking about the color. Uh, Steven Spielberg intentionally reduced the color saturation by sixty percent. Um, and they they mention it because like a lot of the um cable companies and satellite companies like upped it because people were bitching about the color saturation and you know what they thought their tv was broken or something yeah wild the other Um, thing i saw too was this was the last movie uh that was ever edited on film to win an academy award like after this all the movies that won academy awards yeah were, were edited digitally I mean, think about that. Like, I mean, I think we've all edited a video or or something. Think about having to actually edit the physically edit the film. That's wild. Cut and splice. Like, and what happens if you make a mistake? Like, I know, right? (laughs) That has to have happened. Like, you cut like too much or something, and you're just like, "Ah, fuck, it's fuck. (laughs) Yeah. 
we got to reshoot the whole thing. You just insert yeah. like a, like a, yeah, or insert insert somebody's penis in the uh, in there, <laughs> like Callback. like Brad Pitt in Fight in Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I think we're all clamoring to find out what Benny's plum rating is. So Benny, would you go first and treat us to what your vote is, or do you want us to go first? I'll go first since. You know, Robbie mentioned it. I'll, I'll be, uh, behoove him and say <laughs> that I, I gave Thank a you. movie a 10. I gave one movie a 10. Uh, this is going to be my first zero. I hated it. Never want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, again, second week in a row where I had trouble um, rating a movie. And I think it's because I saw that 8.6 today on uh, on IMDb and it like threw me off. The thing I asked me when the movie ended was, what was a better movie, this or Shawshank? And I said, Shawshank. And she said, shitty take. That was a bad take from you. And, and I said, <laughs> I stuck to it. I, I really did like Shawshank more. Not by much, though. So that's why my score is very similar. I gave it 9.5. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I thought, you know, the only war movie I might give a better score and not because it's like completely historically accurate is Inglorious Bastards, just because I love that movie so much. Um, but yeah, 9.5 felt right to me. Uh, you know, I don't, maybe if it was a little shorter, it would have got a 10. There were just some characters that I didn't like. We'll get into it. But uh, yeah, 9.5. Robbie, you want to go? Or you want me to go? Oh, I can go. Um, Please. Yeah. Like I said in the beginning, uh, discussing the movie, I love the action sequences. Love the way it was directed. Love the way it was acted. Writing was 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 good. Was good. Wasn't you know great, but I, it doesn't really matter. I think um, you know the way it was directed and the acting really carried this movie for me. Um, Ryan, I was thinking like I'm like, there's no way Ryan can give this a ten. Like I was like when I when he was, when I was watching, it, I was like. like because there's so like we said there's so many parts where i was like all right i mean yeah i get it there's some parts that could have been you know trimmed like i said i couldn't give it a 10 i love this movie like benny said i i, I definitely would give in rating glorious bass is higher and i do think that shawshank is the better movie um i think shawshank is fantastic <clears throat> as i choke to death um <laughs> i just put my on you uh, yeah all my terrible takes oh my god <laughs> oh, oh my god um so I am not going to change my my score after what Benny said cuz I also gave it a 9.5. Nice. I love this movie. Love the way it's acted. I love Tom Hanks. He can do no wrong in my eyes except for the last 20 movies he made. But <laughs> as far as war movies go and the as much as the history buff I am, this is as perfect as it gets. Um my only hesitation or reservation would be to cut it by like a half an hour. Yeah, fair. I mean, I pretty I agree with you guys. Like I said, going in, like thinking about it, because I hadn't seen it in a while. I was like, oh man, that's such a good film. Like that might be a 10. Um, but it's not. And I don't I, I mean, I hate to do this as well, but I also compared it to Shawshank and I was like, is it better than Shawshank? No. And and when I say better. I mean, for me and like rewatchability is a big 
factor in how I score things. Like I'll watch Shawshank and like Pulp Fiction and like all these movies that I've given really high scores, like every week they're that good. But this film, like I wouldn't, like I wouldn't want to watch it more than, I don't know, a handful of times in a, in a few years, like maybe like once or twice a year is enough. Um, but it is a superb movie. So I have to still give it a 9.2. Um, it's, it's really, really good, but I don't want to watch it all the time. So it's not, it's not a Pulp Fiction. It's not a Shawshank for me. Um, and the other day, I think I, I think I decided on maybe what my only 10 is. And I don't think I'm going to tell you guys just yet, but eventually it'll come out. I think I only have one movie that's actually a 10. And it's not because it's maybe the best movie ever, but for me, it is. Uh, Geely? Yes. (laughs) Shaving Ryan's Privates? That's the one. (laughs) Fuck. I thought I was going to keep some people in suspense. Um, I, but I, I agree mean, with that, you. Like, that movie's near and dear to my heart, specifically. <laughs> it's got it's got more bush than fucking an oak tree. But other than that, <laughs> um, this is I think the closest I, we've all been on scores. Maybe, yeah. But like Ryan, like I said, like I, I I agree with you in that take. Like I probably won't watch. I probably won't watch this movie again for another decade. Uh, right. I just. I just, I was like, okay. I mean, I love this movie, but I'm like, I just can't, I can't sit through this again. Some of these scenes are really dragging on. And so, but like Departed and Shawshank and Inglorious Bastards and Pulp Fiction, those I can watch over and over again and never be bored with. So like, right. yeah, I'm not some Cisco Niebuhr, like I said, but it has to, I have to be able to, you know, turn these movies on and get excited about it for yeah. me to like, but nine point five is 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 a is a great score and a, a testament to the actual movie. Yeah, no, I mean it definitely deserves a high score. It's an amazing film, but the rewatchability is a little low on it, and that and that hurts it um, for me and for I think for all of us. Um, but I, yeah. I think, sorry, I, oh, go I, ahead. I think it, it's not necessarily the like that it dragged for me. It's it's like it's just so heavy, and it's so. That's you part know, of it too. Yeah, and it's it. It feels like it's your, you know, it, it, if you care about our history and if you care about that kind of stuff, it's like a movie you need to watch because it, you know, it tells a lot of hard truths and it and it's. I don't want to say a task to watch it, but when you're done, you just you're you're left with like a lot of feelings yeah. from that whole war and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's not a movie you're going to reach to replay because it does, it doesn't leave you in like a good headspace at all, really. But it's, it's just such a good movie and it, and it's so it's the story's good. The acting's great. Like you said, the directing's great and it it tells an important story that that's why it gets such a high score for me. And, you know, probably one of the best war movies of all time. Yeah. Okay. Did he, did any of you, cry during this watch or any watches at all i don't know if you guys are big criers i feel like robbie you've said you're a little bit of a crier benny are you i'm not i wish i was um i had a whole yeah i had a whole childhood of 
holding back tears. So I think kind of like stunted my development in, the, in that, in that area, I'll definitely get missed it up. Yeah. Um, and at weird times too, like, I, I don't know where it's coming from in a certain situation. Like anytime I see someone like making good on themselves, like that'll no, that's, a little, that's a good one. Like when Rudy gets accepted to Notre Dame, fucking oh kills God, me fuck every time please. yeah yeah and and it's it's stuff like that too it's not even like the the climax of the movie it's like just like some the first good thing happens for yeah. someone i'm like yeah yeah but, but uh that, you know it goes away quick during ben, this you, go ahead robbie sorry. Oh, sorry ben i thought you was told me you cried when that guy was looking for his arm <laughs> <laughs> that was one of your favorite i was, I was crying i was crying when i saw uh brian Cranston with no arm that got me that's that's my guy yeah, that's my that guy. guy. <laughs> no, actually, I cried a bit when um at the end when he was like, you know, tell me I've led a good life. Tell me I'm a good man like that. Oh, my like, God. It's, it's getting me right now. Like to just because everyone wants to, especially what he went through. I mean, all those people that sacrificed their lives to get him out. You know, again, I know it's a movie, but like that idea. And that's probably happened in in wartime. Like you want to be you know validated that like it was worth it because of what tom hanks said like earn this earn yeah you know earn what we've done and like that got me and i was just like then i was like after the movie i'm like sitting there and i'm like i gotta live a good life <laughs> <laughs> let me just yeah, always... these chips real quick yeah, yeah. <laughs> you always get like that after um a movie or something a good yeah. movie like you know what i'm gonna fucking do good tomorrow and you wake yeah. up you're like eh Maybe the next day <laughs> tomorrow. Um, the, the closest I got, I think, was uh Giovanni Rabisi's death. That was, yeah, that was, that was tough. Just because of you know the the story he told in the church, and then you know, calling out for his mom at the end, and you know, just with the story where like there were times his mother would come home and he would pretend he's asleep, and like I'm sure that that was going through his head at the end of like the you know, the times that he could have talk to her and and he you know and he but you're a kid and but obviously at the end of your life like that that's how how you're thinking but that was that was a rough one yeah well you know as i said on the going great podcast that i am a cry i've cried watching horse horses win the triple crown so um (laughs) shout out secretariat yeah shout out america pharaoh how are you um (laughs) but yeah like uh fucking vin diesel man give me my Give us to my like the give us yeah. notes to my dad. That was upset. Yeah. Uh Tom Hanks just shooting at the tank um while he's dying. The earnest um at the end, tell me I'm a good man, saluting the uh the um, the headstone. The heads the headstone. It's just tough, man. Those scenes are tough because like you you just think like because it's obviously everything's real life, but this was real. And these were real people, these were young kids that went off to fight a war that was justified there is some wars that are not justified obviously and war is fucking terrible and it's in, inhumane and it's disgusting but these kids man they they put their life on the line for the for the good of the country and it's just uh it's just sad and it's sad that these guys survived fucking d-day you know and obviously it you know you know you're not some fate where you, just because you survived d-day now you're going to survive the war but it's like you think that all right, they all survived this horrific fucking invasion, and they're gonna live, you know, happily ever after. But like we said last week, you know, that's not what life is really about. 
agree. So, yeah, good talk. Should we? I feel like stupid transitioning here, but should we move on? <laughs> yeah, we got it at some point. I'm sure we'll, you know, a lot of this yeah. stuff will come back up. <clears throat> so, would you guys prefer to start with favorite characters or least favorite characters? Least. All right. So, I feel like maybe both of you have the same. So I don't know who I should let go first. I but maybe thought, you don't. I thought we didn't. And then Robbie said who he shouted out the person that I thought was going to be his least favorite. Now I'm not too sure. Now I think we're both the same. All right. Oh my god, who do you want to who? Do you want to go first? Robbie, yeah, Me? Robbie, you go first. Okay. I was going back and forth with this person. Uh I felt bad for him and I hated him and then I felt bad for him and then I hated him and then I watched his movie again and I absolutely hate this guy. It's fucking Corporal Pencil Man. Corporal Upham. I can't fucking stand up him. Upham. Upham, whatever his name is. That's not what? your guy? No, not even close. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Well, my guy's Corporal Upham. Uh, I went back and forth. I don't know why I picked him, but I just think there was a lot of times in this movie where he was the cause of a lot of people's deaths. And I understand that he was just an interpreter and he wasn't there. You know, he wasn't some heroic fighter or he didn't have that the guts in him to do that. But I mean, talking Tom Hanks, uh, Captain Miller out of, you know, kind of letting that German soldier go and in the end, ultimately killing Tom Hanks. That pissed me off. Him not, him tiptoeing uh, through the tulips to get up the steps to save, um, you know, Adam Goldberg's character really chapped my ass. I mean, some of these things, even back then watching this, he irked me and pissed me off. And I understand, like I said, I understand who he was as a character. And I know Steven Spielberg basically played had this character written like that because she wanted to hate him and i feel bad but there was just too many things in this movie that basically you know his his direct involvement led to you know two people dying and i need i just need somebody i need an interpreter who's tough rough and ready <laughs> to rumble and this guy wasn't i mean listen i would have never gone i would have went to canada and fleed the country but for my least favorite character, it's got to be uh, it's got to be him. Wow, I'm shocked. I really am. I don't know. I don't I, know who, who who you thought I was gonna pick. Now, 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 I'm, I, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you when we're done with least favorite character. I thought you were least... going with Upham. No, Ryan, you want to go first? You want me to go? Uh, you can go sure. My least favorite character, he was in it for such a short time. I feel bad picking him, from, but from the moment he was done saying his most important line, I was like, fuck this guy. This is the best take we got. And it was Nathan Fillion as Minnesota Ryan. <laughs> Dude, what? You, there wasn't a better take than uh, your brothers are dead. My brothers are dead. <laughs> like. <laughs> I get the whole reason behind it. And like, you know, he's in his mind, it's these the, the little kids. But Stevie, 
can we take can we get a second take please can we get a better reaction than him just saying back what the guy said to him i don't know why it just i it like took me out of it in the moment i was like this it just felt like such bad acting and uh you know what i think it was too he like I'm stupid for thinking that he was private Ryan, like the actual private Ryan. So I'm like, this is the guy they got to be, (laughs) to be saved. So maybe that played a role in it too. But for the amount of time he was on screen and the amount he pissed me off in it, he has to be my least favorite character. Wow. That's kind of, I I feel like that's shocking. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say anything, you know, I'm not, but you also thought that that Matt Damon turning to the old man, Jeff was Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, if you know, if you would have asked me as a younger man, I definitely would have said Upham was my least favorite character. But now that I'm older and I feel like I can sympathize a little bit and I know myself a little more because like, you know, I'm 18. I'm like, oh, fuck that. I would have been fighting and like and, you know, killing those Germans and this and that. Like, no, I would have been probably scared, too. Um, So I get it. And it was probably, you know, tons of tons of guys that had similar reactions. You know, when you're drafted, you're not you don't want to be there. Um, But. It is not Upham. It is actually Steamboat Willie. Mm. Betty Boop, what the dish? <laughs> uh, and that part was like funny and entertaining, you know, and he's just doing anything he knows from America. Um, but the fact that he manipulated Upham and Upham then convinced Tom Hanks, which I mean, I get it. Like they're in war. He pro- he he probably was the one uh, that killed. Um, what's his name? Giovanni Ribisi. Giovanni Ribisi, but like the character name, I was trying to think of, but I couldn't. Um, the medic they, Wade. Yes, they probably shouldn't have killed him. Um, just you know, I don't know, whatever the rules. Um, but then he ends up he just exactly what uh I think Sizemore said is, or someone said maybe. Um, Ed Burns, like, who's to say he's not going to fall in with another unit, which is exactly what he did. And he fucking yeah. shot Tom Hanks. So, fuck him, Steamboat yeah. Willie, you fuck. He definitely is an asshole. So, fuck yeah. him. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. But a good rendition of uh, the Stars Mangled Banner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, say, can you see? Oh, say, can you? <laughs> So nice voice, Give yeah. Robbie. I thought you were gonna pick Vin Diesel. Really? really? No, I love Vin Diesel. Yeah, I thought. Uh, I don't know. You didn't. You never seemed like a Vin Diesel guy to me. I thought you were gonna rake him over the coals. Oh no, no, I'm I'm a I'm a Diesel guy in this movie. Other than that, you know, you never had your car, Vin Diesel. I'm not really Fast and Furious, but yeah, no, I liked Vin Diesel's movie for some reason. Yeah, he's. I, very, I thought this was like his best movie. He's, I think it's his best part of all time. Yeah, <laughs> in and in and out. Yep. <laughs> it's my dad, man. <laughs> nah, it was good, Stupid but yeah, idiot. I go Steamboat Willie. That fuck killing Tom Hanks. And I originally, when I first saw this movie, I thought Steamboat Willie was the guy who doesn't kill up him on his way down after killing uh, Adam Goldberg. Yeah, um, but 
it's not that that guy just didn't kill up him, I guess because he felt bad for him or something. I don't know. Yeah, he saw him crying like a little bitch. Maybe, maybe if he brought those fucking that ammunition up, would have been a big help. They had a fucking machine gun up there. Anyway, so least favorite. Let's do favorite characters. And if anybody takes this guy, I'm gonna I'm jump. I'm driving to one of your houses and we're <laughs> fucking fighting. Uh, well, we both have plenty of time to set booby traps. <laughs> I take it as a challenge. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of characters to pick for me. I love a number of them, and I'll talk about them in my Ani mentions. But I have to. I have to go. Captain Miller. I have to go. Tom Hanks. Just the fucking best. I love his character. I love the little, you know, with the handshake, that little, you know, added piece to his character. The fact that he was a teacher. Of course, I love that. Um, just amazing. Uh, but it was t- it was tough to pick because I love a lot of these characters. And I'm sure you're both picking some of them. And uh, I'll basically name everyone else <laughs> in yeah. the Ani Manchas. Can I tell you something? I was trying Please. to do... Uh, th- Basically, the entire movie last night when I was watching, I was trying to do the handshake, and I was like, "How the fuck he does it so goddamn good?" I mean, I couldn't even do it. I was trying to act like that, and he's like, "I was like, damn, Tom Hanks, everything you do, everything he does, practice makes perfect, babe." I know. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite character. Steal it. No, I'm not gonna steal it. Uh, I don't know why, but I just always have a soft spot for this guy. It was Giovanni Ribisi as really. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Uh, you know my address, right? Yeah. What is it? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll text it to you. Um, one, two, three, go fuck yourself, Evan. Sorry, babe. I was leaving. I was leaving Barry Pepper for you. That's what I thought. I thought you were teed up for no. Barry Pepper. I fucking knew it was gonna be him. I knew it. <laughs> I was I was pet man, but then I watched that song. I said, "Man, Rabisi, yeah. fucking pulling out my heart." Yeah, he was he was so good. Like I said, you know, just every time he was on on screen, I loved the scenes. The you know the the story about the mom, like I mentioned earlier, the death scene, everything in between. Um, he was just you know a star for me, and I you know I wish. He was in more stuff now. I mean, I'm sure there's like a bunch of movies that he's come out with that just aren't like major blockbusters and stuff like that. But I wish he was around more. I loved his character. I loved his performance. And uh, I wish he would have fucking made it through, man. I was bummed when he went. But it was like so the right choice to like start the the fire of the fight that comes after between, you know, everybody in the group. So just an impactful death and just a, a great character. Um, he has been filming the Avatar movies, so maybe that's why he hasn't been in a lot of stuff because that's like a multi-year commitment. He's in it, or is he like <laughs> yeah. part of the crew? Oh, okay, no, he's in it. Um, he's been, he's pretty much been in something for I don't know, um, almost every year he's in something. He was also in, um. Did you ever see Boiler Room? Yeah, that was a good no. movie. Great movie. You never saw that, Robbie? No, that's with him and Vin Diesel, right? Yeah, Vin Diesel's in a small part in that too. 
What a film that was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's in all the avatars. Um, I also I I could be wrong, but I think he is a Scientologist. Oh, I think. Good thing I didn't pick him. (laughs) Hold on. But he's um, he's related to. uh, What's his name? Hold on. Benito Mussolini. (laughs) (laughs) Marissa Ribisi. Yes. Well, that's his sister. No, um, John J. Scallions. Hold on. <laughs> Whatever, I'm wasting time here. I'll find it from one. Um, Robbie, do your favorite character, and I'll hold on. I'll find it. All right, my favorite character is none other than Steamboat Willie. Um, <laughs> is it really? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, say, can you see? Oh, say, can you see? Um, again, 15 weeks running. Benny has stolen my favorite character. Uh, but yes, we are we are blood related and think alike. Um, I was going back and forth, really. Um, I don't, I'm this is tough. I do love Barry Pepper, I really fucking love Barry Pepper in this role, and he's everybody's Annie Mensch. But I'm gonna have to go with Sergeant Horvat. I really do love Tom Sizemore in this role. Sergeant yes. Horvat is the quintessential uh, army guy. He is just no nonsense. I don't give a fuck. I'm here to do the mission. Even if I don't want to do the mission, I'm here. Just to, He's like one of those guys that just, I don't know, I'm just you know making this up, but he's like he seems like a guy that just doesn't let the, the war affect him. He's just there. He's a sick son of a bitch. Um, Tom, Captain Miller's right hand man. I love the scene between him and Ed Burns when they're getting ready to fucking shoot each other. <clears throat> I love the scene where he gets shot in the fucking leg, and then he's like <laughs> limping back, and then he sees the ones the German soldier, and they just they start firing at each other, but it's like blanks, and they throw their helmets at each other. It was tough to see him die as well. Um, again, I love Barry Pepper. He's Got some great scenes. His nothing's better than a sniper in any movie. Um, loved every time he kissed his fucking, you know, his cross. But as far as like a badass guy's guy, war guy, I have to go with Sergeant Horvath. I, I just love the way Tom Size, my rest in peace, played him. Nobody better for that role. And I don't know. Like I said, just played him like a true psychopath and just somebody who was just there to get in and get out, do his mission and kill as many German soldiers as he, as he can. And uh, yeah, he was one of my my favorite characters the entire movie. And he, back then and even watching it now, there's so much more respect for him and uh, and how he portrayed that character. He was giving me uh, Hank Schrader vibes. Yeah. Like a little bit. Yeah. I don't know why. But um, did you see that he was he was like in the middle of a huge drug problem when they were filming this movie and Spielberg told him that I'm going to blood test you every single day. And if you fail one test, I'll, I'll reshoot the whole fucking movie. I don't care. Yeah. I and heard he, that. It's crazy. You know, and he ended up making it through. I didn't know he, he died. Yeah. Or, or... Yeah. Oh, yeah wow. He had like a brain aneurysm, but he had like a big, he was like a big fucking drug addict guy, obviously. Just recently, a couple a couple months ago. Rest yeah. in peace. 
Yeah. Yeah. During the film, uh, Spielberg was like, I'm going to drug test you every day. If you fail, then you're out of the movie. And yeah. he kept clean the whole movie, but then I guess allegedly fell back into it. I also and, heard uh, that, that he like Spielberg drug tested him a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I repeat something that someone said? Betty just said that like two seconds ago. <laughs> oh shit. I was looking up Gi- Giovanni Rabisi. Oh fuck. <laughs> Should we cut that out? Keep it in. <laughs> well, anyway, Benny was, say that, Benny, Benny was like, yeah, you know what? That, I heard that too. <laughs> First time I heard that. <laughs> oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Now, I was looking uh, up Giovanni Rabisi. He is a Scientologist, allegedly. But uh, we're down. We're I was, cut, I was thinking out. of um, yeah, I know. Jason Schwartzman, not him, who's related to a bunch of people. Oh, okay. Whatever. Anyway, his, uh, his his mom is uh Adrian. Yes. Gotcha. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Jason yeah. Schwartzman. Not yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not Rabisi. Talia Shire, right? Is that her name? Yes, it is. Um so one thing I heard that was um during filming, Steven Spielberg drug tested Bob <laughs> size a bunch of times. <laughs> I heard that too. Uh, you almost spit your water out. That would have been yeah. That's crazy. I didn't hear that. This is the first time I heard this. Let me tell you a little something about Barry Pepper. He's in a movie called 61. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Wait, what's 61? Uh, we'll talk about it later. Okay. I, I, I am going to watch that with Aya because she hasn't seen it. I love 61. I love 61. Yeah. That's a, good, a good, good movie. Yeah. All right. Ani Menches. What do we got? Give me an Ani Mench. Fucking everybody. Uh, I know. I mean, you guys mentioned uh, Rabisi, Sizemore, of course. How could we forget Matt Damon? Um, you know, Ted Danson, like small part, but amazing. Um, Paul Giamatti, fucking everybody, even like oh, everyone in the main crew. Everybody's awesome. Upham yeah. is annoying, but the rest of them. I can't believe you guys plus. thought he was annoying that like, I don't know. I liked his character. Yeah, Upham's interesting. Like a fucking adult, all right? <laughs> he's, he's smoking good. a cigarette. He he's just smoking a cigarette like that dude that was smoking the uh, the joint in Chappelle's show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the real mad real world. I love to, but, I love to, too that his last action was just popping a cap in Steamboat Willie. I mean, he knew at that point that yeah. that was the only thing to do, and he and he finally had the balls. Only do with a hundred percent kill rate. One bullet, one kill. So true. True. Yeah, Captain World War Two. Even though he could have did that six scenes before prior, but he went true. by the rules of engagement. Listen, no one's perfect. You're right. But no, no, you killed you killed the, the prior beloved fucking uh teacher in the Midwest. Yeah. I know, I know. But it's okay. Yeah. Also, you know, Ed Burns. Adam Goldberg, both awesome. I love Mellish a lot. I don't know. Everyone in that mean, almost everyone in the movie is amazing. I love them. Yeah, it's quite a crew. Yeah. Um, should we do favorite scenes? Let's do it. So should we just all say the beginning and move on? <laughs> <laughs> I might have another one. All right. Do you want to go first, Mr. I have another one? No, I'll go last. I don't want to steal anybody's fucking pick. 
<laughs> Robbie, do you want to go first so no one steals your shit? Yeah, sure. Please. Um, my favorite scene. I mean, obviously, Omaha Beach is is the the probably the best scene, best yes. opening scene of all time, obviously. But um, I'm gonna have to go with the fight between what's his name, Tom Sizemore, Sergeant Horvat, and Ed Burns, Private Rabin. Yeah. Um, I just love that scene because you know they're getting to a point where like, all right, what's what's all this for? I mean, they really didn't have to stop and 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 kind of take out that that machine gun or whatnot, and got eventually got the radar. Uh, Wade's uh yeah Wade's uh got Wade killed and then like yeah they were kind of getting fed up with Captain Miller and but that's when you finally get like they're at their at each other's throats ready to shoot each other and they're freaking out and flipping out and that's when you finally get Captain Miller's reveal of who he is he's a teacher from the Midwest he coaches baseball um you know talking about a saving Private Ryan gets him back to his wife, and that's all he really matters. Um, I don't know if he says it in in this scene about every time he kills a man, he feels further away from home, which I thought was an amazing line by by Tom Hanks and delivered yeah. only, you know, the way that the fucking Hank man can do it. Um, but this is there's so many favorite scenes. Obviously, the opening scene, yeah, great. I don't want to be generic, Johnny, but this um. This scene really tugged at my heartstrings because if you finally get to reveal the the man behind, you know, who Captain Miller is and everybody was trying to find out. There was, you know, bets, side bets of who he was as a person, but he finally, you know, reveals himself. And after that happens, everybody finally gets on board. And, and then, you know, the, obviously the movie's been picking up, but, you know, the mission finally, you know, is at hand and and everybody's back to, uh, you know, square one and and all hunky dory so that was my favorite scene in time movie nice um i'm gonna go i think i'm you know like you said let's not um <clears throat> pick the at least i'm not picking the opening scene even though it is yeah the the best i'm gonna go with the church scene um i love just them like kind of talking because there wasn't a lot of scenes like that where it was relaxed and like they were able to like let their guard down a little bit um and then you have that great story from Rabisi about his mom talking about Barry Pepper just being able to sleep like this <laughs> love that and and you know you get more Hanks you get him and Tom Sizemore talking um and did you guys know that Steven Spielberg drug tested him <laughs> A few times, and if he got caught, he was fired. Yeah, only once. Yeah, I read that. Him once. Somebody, Did yeah. you read that? Okay. Yeah, he said he would he would reshoot the whole movie. He didn't care. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was um, a good yeah little tidbit. <laughs> good tidbit. Good piece of trivia. Thanks for finding that, Ryan. We really appreciate it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the church scene was my favorite. Uh, my favorite scene was the scene in the first town that they go to where they meet Paul Giamatti, um, just with how frantic it was with like the kids screaming, the the the, the couple screaming. Um, obviously, you got the God to go Barry Pepper, put one right just into the, the sight of the other guy of the other sniper. So I just thought it was so tense. And even, 
you know, a, a lot of movies would have leaned on like that other sniper taking like multiple shots and like keep shooting. And oh, there's one off the car. And oh, there's one that just missed the girl. And the fact that you're just waiting for that next gunshot and it never comes until um, Private Jackson takes his shot. I just thought it was well done. I thought it was tense. Um, and then obviously you get that first pass along of uh, Vin Diesel's note that, you know, we we mentioned a little bit earlier. And uh, yeah, I just I just like that scene a lot. Yeah. Also, I mean, the, the scene, <clears throat> the whole last fight as an Ani Mensch, mm-hmm. you get a lot, the you know, with Barry Pepper in the bell tower, that was fucking awesome. I mean, it's sad that it gets blown up, but uh, any Ani Menches from you, Robbie? Um, yeah, I have a think of an Ani Mensch. Um, will they meet? No. Oh, God. I, the, Hello. Um, the little girl scene with Vin Diesel. Um, I just like I just like that that scene of just a sniper shooting. I thought that was great. Like Benny already mentioned, that's my Ani Mensch. Um, and then seeing my man Gary Bertier make a fucking special guest appearance. Yeah. How we doing with the fucking strong band? side? That's it. I like that. Well, that was that was a good scene. Jimmy Ryan? No, from Iowa. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. That was one of the the nice lighthearted moments of the of the movie. And I love I, like I, during right after that scene when they're all going through the dog tags and uh Rabisi just walks over. He's like, the fuck you doing? Like <laughs> everyone's watching, dickheads. Yeah. Um Ani Mensch is is the Tom, I almost said Tom Cruise, the Tom Hanks death scene captain miller um you know just the flailing his arm around and just bucking shots at the tank and then that second where he you know the he shoots the gun and the tank blows up and you're like really but then you see the plane (laughs) (laughs) the planes (laughs) the planes come overhead so you know uh was hoping against hope that he was gonna make it out but not too many people survive uh gunshot wounds to the chest so Sorry to see that, but just the, you know, the fact that it ended up being Steamboat Willie being the one to pull the trigger on him, you know, we, you know, we've mentioned it, but you just the whole entanglement of Steamboat Willie, um, Upham and Captain Miller in that one scene and, and, and just going back to the earlier scene at the, at the radar site, just, just really good and really well done and, and a cool way to end his story. Agree. Um, should we do some least favorite scenes? Yeah, yeah sure. Please, who? Uh, I don't. Robbie. Uh, I mean, Benny. You went last, so you go first. Oof. Um, this is hard. This is hard for me. Um, wow. I'm 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 stalling for time here because I really don't have one. Um, give me. Let me pass. I I don't have one off the top of my head, and I don't want to keep hemming and on here. Robbie, you want to save me? That's fine. Sure. I'm gonna go with um. My least favorite scene is when um Wade dies. Um, there's a lot of deaths in this in this movie that are troubling and and you know emotional, but 
I mean, just the way he he died. I mean, had I the acting was so great in that scene. Yeah. Just you know him just going into to shock and them giving him more morphine, um, kind of leading up to it. You don't know who it is, and then you see it's him, and then you see him shot multiple times in his chest, and he's got the exit wound, and it just calling for his mom. It's just so fucking emo, like such an emotional scene. Probably the 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 biggest emotional death scene in the movie for me, just because how you know in shock he looks and he, he he's like crying that he doesn't want to die like i said calling out to his mom it's just so heartbreaking and them just you know drilling him with the morphine so he can just die with that you know i don't want to say in peace but in, in that as the least amount of pain as possible was such a such a tough tough scene for me so um in a in a in a movie with so many not only say memorable deaths but so many uh you know, emotional deaths. This one really hit home for me, just the way it was acted by Rabisi and uh, and how he cared for everybody, you know, being the actual medic and and wanting to save everybody's life throughout the movie. It was just a tough, a tough scene to see him, to see him go. Because he was such a, he acted so well in that movie and definitely one of my favorite characters if Benny didn't steal it. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my least favorite scene. Good choice. Um, I actually will go, I think you picked it as your favorite scene or one of your favorite scenes, but I actually dis not disliked, but I didn't think it was necessary to basically have the whole scene with the kid, um, you know, with Vin Diesel, like getting him. I mean, I know the parts surrounding that piece were good and important to the plot and, you know, it's sad to see him go, but like with the letter and everything like that was good, but I don't know something about the, just the family even just being involved just bothered me. I was like, what? There's no need for this. Like it doesn't, I feel like I didn't feel like it added anything to the story. So what? She looks like my niece. (laughs) (laughs) If only I had my car. Yeah. Yeah, I would have super to right the fuck out of here. I would have fucking jumped over the fall, jumped over Hitler's fucking castle with my fucking Trans Am. (laughs) Family. (laughs) I mean, dude, if anything, he's very consistent. The man loves family. That's true. You're right. Wow. Well, Benny, like you said at your wedding, what'd you say at your wedding in the the bathroom? Well, I don't know what I say. You said, uh, it's like, uh, it's like Apple, but it's like uh, Olive Garden here. When you hear <laughs> yeah, it, you <laughs> uh, uh, Was not drunk at all that night. Um, that was a sober moment. Uh, I'm an idiot because I do have a least favorite scene. There you go. It's fucking the, the Private Ryan fake out with my man. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm not a big Nathan Fillion guy. God, I mean, I like him, but geez, come on, man. What was he fresh out of acting school here? What is he doing? <laughs> Guy's first day on the job. Uh, yeah, oh, no, what I didn't fucking know. guy. <laughs> Ooh, they just, they just let anybody walk in and act, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was it. That was my least favorite. I hated the fa- I hated that there was a fake out at all, to be honest with you. Like, just kind of felt a little unnecessary, but if he didn't deliver that line so poorly then I probably wouldn't have had such a big beef with it. So let me just pile on while I can. Fair. So moving on to making it better, Benny, would you make it better by recasting Nathan Fillion or retaking that scene? 
three options retake it yeah cut it or yeah. recast like Fair. come on we had, you had three, <laughs> you had three options there but you could have put steven spielberg there and he would have did a better you could have put quentin tarantino there and he would have did a better job oh yeah please uh, give me okay <laughs> okay i'm not um, james or francis ryan okay <laughs> Uh, from Minnesota, okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I would definitely, you know, you guys mentioned it a few times, just cut it down, maybe 20, 30 minutes. Um, but to me, I, I don't, I probably couldn't name 20, 30 minutes off the top of my head. Right, yeah. To take out. Uh, That's what I was thinking. So I, I just prefer a little bit of shorter movie anyway. So that, that would have been my my edit, but they don't pay me to make those decisions. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Like that's that's how I would make it better. And it's same thing. Like I, I wish it was a little shorter, a little tighter, but like I can't really name many uh scenes where I'm like, all right, like let's go. There wasn't a lot of them because they were all interesting and affected the plot and like the storyline and everything. But it just yeah, it just there was basically between maybe it's just because of how like the the opening and closing of the movie were where it was just like so much action that in the middle you were kind of like especially on rewatch you were like all right like let's get to the to that part i don't know because i liked a lot of the scenes i just wish it was slightly tighter that's all robbie yeah same trim a little bit of the fat from a couple of couple scenes like you said i can't really go back and name which which scenes i would cut but yeah i'm in the i don't know if i'm in the majority or the minority where i i i think a movie should if you're gonna make a movie long i just say two and a half hours max uh anything over two and a half hours for me and i'm hitting the fucking snooze button (laughs) maybe you could have cut out some uh old matt damon shuffling around (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean that's what it would really have to be right is like a minute here a minute there cut out you know yeah. cut a conversation down a little bit and yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut, you <clears> know <throat> i enjoyed the church scene but like yes could have been maybe five minutes shorter yeah yeah there's some parts like that the yeah the scene with them fighting with the radar like going after that and steamboat willie like they there's definitely a, a, agree like a minute here a minute there but hey maybe they're already cut it down so much that they were like no we can't we can't cut it anymore yeah that's like me trying to make a clip for <laughs> instagram yeah. i can't cut it anymore well plus remember you said at the beginning that this was the last one done on film so they were just like fuck that i'm not cutting <laughs> yeah. any more shit three and a half hours four and a half hours who gives a shit i'm done yeah yeah <laughs> fucking um, spielberg fucking spielberg shooting all this film <laughs> Reels and reels of film. This fucking cocksucker. All right. Anything else you guys want to say about this? Or should we play our favorite game? Let's play the game. Spin that fucking wheel. Let's go. (laughs) So America's new favorite game is Matt Damon. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you recast with Matt Damon? And funnily enough, this movie has Matt Damon in it. So back to back, back to back, Jax. Robbie, who? Because you you had a dynamite answer last week. 
dynamite. I'm still thinking about it. Who would you recast or cast with Matt Damon in this movie? All right. Here we go. Hear me out. <laughs> follow, follow along. I'm going to cast young Matt Damon as a young Joseph Goebbels. <laughs> follow me along. Ready? Matt Damon seeking revenge after Private Miller. The movie doesn't end here. We got 10 more minutes. Okay. <laughs> Private Miller dies. Matt Damon's fucking freaking. Captain He's like, Miller. I, Captain Miller, I'm sorry. I have to earn this, he says to himself. <clears throat> so now he's he's walking around Normandy and <clears throat> out of nowhere, at a baguette shop, is Goebbels. As <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon, young Matt Damon as Goebbels. And he spots him and he goes, I'm going to earn this for my man Miller. So he goes up from behind as probably Goebbels is ordering parties to play and baguette, no fucking condiments. <laughs> <laughs> and Private Ryan stabs Joseph Goebbels in the back <laughs> and Goebbels asks Matt Damon turns around to look at Private Ryan as Matt Damon and says you definitely earned this <laughs> end scene <laughs> movie ends and we Bravo. win the war we win Bravo. the war fuck oh, Oppenheimer <clears throat> fuck the atomic bomb we win the war just because of that <laughs> wow I mean, it's Oscar season, babe. <laughs> Please, I teared on. up. I, I said I don't cry. I got some tears going right now. <laughs> <laughs> a little dusty in the house. Yeah. How the fuck can we even follow that? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to try? Please try. All right. It's. I mean, it's not as good. I can't. But I'm going to cast. I'm making the movie now in 2023, right? Okay. So this one's easy, right? I'm casting I'm casting a young Matt Damon as old Matt Damon and I'm making him up in prosthetics and I'm making him look just like an old man because we, we see how easy it is to just make him look a little bit older. And plus I got three, four, five more minutes with Damon on my screen. So that's what that's all I need to do. And this movie would have went from a 9.5 to a 10.5. It would have <laughs> went up that much if I just had old uh, young Matt Damon playing his older self and you know we let this comment slip by earlier but the the change scene from when it morphs from young Matt Damon to whatever is who cares uh I thought that was from <laughs> Benjamin Button I've seen that gif online at, at some points whether it was reddit or just people sending it in text messages and I was shocked to see it make an appearance in this movie so I'm an idiot uh, but I do love me a young, strong, uh, virile, ready to steal your girl, Matt Damon. Yeah, good choice. Like, I Matt like Damon it. has to has to see this one day. Yeah, <laughs> he better. Come on, he better see. We got to take him in our in our Matt Damon segments. Maybe we should just do. Maybe I'll work on cutting up just Matt Damon segments and just tag Matt Damon until I I die. <laughs> do it. Do it. Matt, if you're listening, send us an email. LTBWpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah, and I hope your cock's working. Overtime. Overtime. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and cast a young, strapping, just like you said, Mr. Steal Your Girl, Matt Damon, in 
Nathan Fillion's role as Minnesota Ryan. And then when the crew sees the real Matt Damon, they're like going to say, wait, we saw you already. You're not the real Matt Damon. And then it turns into a different movie altogether where they have to catch the imposter Matt Damon from Minnesota. Nice. And it's a, and then the they Ryan figure verse. out that they're long lost twins. It's a, it's a wild ride. Wow. I love it. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And you're getting Nathan Fillion out of the movie. Yep. So I'm happy about that. Yep. Uh, you know, and, but then now do they, now you're, you're left with the, the conundrum of his brother is alive. Right. Do they stay and fight? I don't know. Great question. I guess we'll have to find out in saving. Oh, Ryan I have a, Ryan too. I have <laughs> another recasting of Matt Damon. If you, if, if I can, I mean, please, I'll never stop you. Please go. Give me a young Matt Damon, strong, lean, mean, <laughs> dancing machine. Give me a young Matt Damon as that guy's arm that he's looking for <laughs> on the beach in Normandy. Imagine that they find the fucking the arm and it's regenerated to be Matt Damon. And he just goes and just fucking takes the Nazis on and wins the war single handedly. No pun intended. <laughs> What did that guy think he was going to do with the arm? Like, does someone was going to reattach it? Maybe. I think he, was looking, he was looking for a way to just reattach it, like fucking <laughs> a cyborg. <laughs> single-handedly. <laughs> Brian Cranston could have won that war single-handedly. I'll say that. Uh, I'm looking true. like a million bucks. Jesus. I am the one who knocks. <laughs> I think, so is that the reason... Is this movie the reason why he popped back up on Seinfeld with a buzzed head? Oh yeah, maybe. Because Watley used to, Watley had the the locks, yeah. and then the next time he showed up, he was buzzed down pretty close. So Watley, this... <laughs> Watley, <laughs> he converted to Judaism strictly for, for the, the jokes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, love Watley. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, probably, probably. <clears throat> is there anything else that we need to say about this film? Have we said it all? I think maybe. We've said it all. I think so. Yeah, just an accurately filmed movie about um terrible war, but it's a great film. Agree. <clears throat> Hence the scores all in the ninth. What'd you give it? 9.3? Two. Oh, Jesus. Terrible. Christmas. Yikes. Come on. <laughs> my um, scores. I'm sick so of being had, attacked for my scores. <laughs> we've had a lot of double double duties so far. Uh, two Spielbergs. Yep. Two John Williams scores. Two Matt Damons. Yep. That's it. Has it only That's been it. two Matt Damons? He hasn't popped up anything else. Um, let me see. Well, we did cast him in every movie, so maybe that's why he was in all of them. That's true. Uh, no, he hasn't been in any of the other movies that we watched. <clears throat> but we talk about him constantly, and we're all horny for him. So I mean, <laughs> oh my god, please! I can't believe Kenny's comment on the Instagram post. That Did was a, that was upsetting. Me, that I just I chose to ignore it because I would have <clears> fucking blasted him. 
completely <laughs> completely uncalled for i can't believe and it. this is this is your movie guy come on this is your movie buff? To, he might get a disinvite i may get go to the, i may go to his house take the invite and pull it back i might have to do that that's it i think that's a good idea <laughs> i'll make him stand in line at the dmv as punishment yeah, I'm going to make it. You know what he's going to have to do when he comes on the show? He's going to have to recast everybody in whatever movie we're watching as Matt Damon and explain oh, yeah. why and how. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <clears throat> well, all right. Is there anything else anyone has to say about anything in general? Uh, Stay tuned. Yes. We have a nice a uh, little giveaway we're going to be doing. We'll release some details as we get closer to the month of September. But listen, Robbie's warned you so many times to vote. So if you are not voting, you're going to be missing out. That's all I'm going to say. It's true. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that that <laughs> fucking really, really chaps the old buns. Okay. And I ain't talking about cinnamon buns. The issue I have is. Spare me the bullshit excuses that oh I didn't vote because I didn't I don't know this movie I never saw the movie just pick a fucking movie yeah pick watch a movie it with that us. May, yeah maybe you haven't seen that and you want to see it, just pick it I don't again I, again you're gonna give me a stroke because I don't understand the logic <laughs> of watching of of viewing something and not picking not clicking I don't care if you didn't see it or not just choose a movie you'd like to see out of the three please all the hard well, work you- that Benny that he puts into it. You're going to be missing out if you don't start doing it soon. That's all I'm going to say. That's right. Yes. Good things are going to pass you by. That's right. Times um, are changing. <laughs> that's right. It, okay, Robbie, better opening. Watchmen or Saving Private Ryan? I have to go Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, me too. No, you just you reminded me with the song. Yeah. Times they are changing. Um, all right. Did we want to touch on the bear a little bit, or I don't know. I mean, it's up here? to you guys. Yeah, I, I think that would be nice, but it's up to it's up to you guys. It is it is a little fucking. Oh, hey, really quick, I did listen to your guys' episode. Of course, great analysis on UI from the three of you. Nice, um, and if you haven't watched the bear. I mean, what the fuck are you doing? It's a great yeah, it's show. So Did who liked of you? Uh, which of you two? Because I like season two better. What about you guys? I agree. Yeah, season two was my favorite season. Yeah. Um, it and just favorite felt... episode was everyone loved Forks the best. Yeah, I thought I thought some some one of us was going to pick episode six just because of how how much went into that episode. It you know felt like a couple of really long continuous shots, but I just that Richie redemption arc for me got me. Yeah. I love a good character arc, especially somebody that's been beaten and, and you know, where a lot of people don't look down upon him and don't think that somebody can do the job or isn't right for the job or isn't smart enough. And, uh, the character arc, Richie was awesome. Not a big T Swift guy, but I was fucking L O L and at the end when he got in the car and was singing Taylor Swift. So yeah, yeah, I love that. That's my favorite episode. I do love the chaoticness of episode six and all the amazing guest appearances by you know Bob Odenkirk, John Mulaney. Um, so that was great. I, I think too, it was more Richie's like one of those guys that 
there's probably a couple people there that that are like, what the fuck are you doing here? And like, you don't bring anything to the table. But for the most part, you know, Carmi believes in him. And it that episode to me was more about him believing in himself and like him finding something within him to to put it to put it forward. Because I think like maybe, you know, maybe some of the kitchen crew, obviously, Sydney doesn't think he belongs. But, you know, there's a couple of people there that have have been close to him for a while that believed in him but it was nice to see him start to believe in himself and fly yeah. believes in himself <laughs> um well, yeah what's not, like go ahead Tommy's deal man i like what what are we uh like what's his deal he's just somebody that's just been so fucked up and all he really cares about and thinks that he doesn't need anybody in his life to if nobody's in his life, then he can be the, just the most optimal perform, you know, just a chef, the best chef in the world. I don't know. He's pushing everybody away. And I feel like you see that a lot. Yeah. That's what I like. So much of his trauma is unresolved. Like right. he, he had issues with the mother and he just moved away. You know, Mikey died and he never really, I don't think wrestled with that. And I, I, I think he's got so many walls up around him that he thinks he doesn't deserve love and he doesn't think he, you know, like you said, he, he doesn't need anybody to make himself better. And just for him to go on that rant and have Claire hear it and then listen to that voicemail right after, I think kind of flipped a switch in his head to, to like, oh, I'm such a fucking idiot for, for putting these walls up around me. I, I'm really interested to see what he's going to be like next season because he can either really go off the deep end or, really start to try to figure out what the hell he's got going on in his head. Yeah, I agree. And like even some of the stuff he always telling Ryan, like they just uh, allowed what's the name back into the restaurant after he just missed every chef cooking class in the, <laughs> yeah. in the country. He just come yeah. back and um, what else did I, what was, was, it? was it? Was it Sydney? What is, is that? The chef, what was her name again? Like he was Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Yeah, she kind of annoyed me this season. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know what her deal was. I I didn't get the whole Coach K book thing. Um, I don't know. She was like jealous that Carmi was spending more time with the girlfriend in in this season. I don't know. Maybe she was just overwhelmed, and obviously there's a lot of pressure to open up on time and create a create a, like a a different kind of unique menu. So maybe I'm looking into it too much and not realizing what she was going through. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of jealousy and also the fact like she's the one there 18 hours a day and it's like Carmi's ass is on the line. Like it it doesn't affect her if the restaurant doesn't open up. Like Carmi's going to have to give up the 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 restaurant. He's going to have nothing left and she's probably like, well, "What the fuck am I busting my ass for if this guy's mm-hmm. whole life is on the line here and he can't even be bothered to show up sometimes?" <clears throat> yeah, but I think if she um if she fails it almost seems like that's it like she's she's gonna be done with with cooking with being a chef so maybe she feels a lot of anxiety and pressure i mean from her dad and from all you know everybody like seems like she you know everyone kind of there was almost like people were like trying to like almost put that thought in her head like that carmy's not someone to be a partner with you know i mean to try and like you know i i mean and they were i think looking out for her because they don't know Carmi, but like you know that that thought probably creeped in and like you said like he's not um showing up sometimes he's distracted by the girlfriend i mean 
we'd all be distracted by that girlfriend <laughs> with that. What'd you give? What was the plum rating on that butt, Robbie? Oh, it was a tush meter. Um, <laughs> oh, the tushometer? Yeah, the, tush- <laughs> the tushometer. <laughs> I think I gave her, after some, you know, analyzation, you know, going back, watching some more film, um, checking out the angles, checking out the, the plump meter, um, seeing what the rotunda was like. I went back and I, I gave her like a 9.2 on a tush. That was a fantastic tush. Yeah, I agree. Hard to argue. I know you guys are married and stuff, but you know, as our resident Tush (laughs) expert, I'm going to take everything you say as as Bible because that's right. You know, if I if I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people. Yeah, and if someone came to me and said, "Listen, I got a gun to my head. Someone needs a rating on a Tush, and I have to give the right answer." The first person I'm telling them to call is you. Hundred percent. I appreciate that, but then both of you, because they usually call me. John Tush from where I'm from. <laughs> so, and I usually call myself up and I say, uh, this is a message from me about the uh to me about the tush meter. Uh and it goes a little something like this tushy tushy to tushy tush. Uh the tush the tushometer has not been been wrong in a long, long time. Oh well thank you. I really appreciate that means a lot. It really does, and I'm not even lying to you, I'm not even joking. I know my tushes. Yeah. Um, do you, also, do you, go, ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, just a quick shout out. Uh, we talked about Forks in the episode six with the family, but I also want to shout out the episode when they're in Copenhagen. Love that episode a lot. Awesome. Um, with Marcus and just, uh, I don't, I love this season that they took time to individually focus on a lot yeah. of every, you know, everyone in the kitchen. I loved learning, you know, more as, as much as like, you, I want to know about what Carmi's up to and Richie and, and Sydney and whatever it was, I loved seeing just individual episodes with Tina and Marcus and you know uh, everyone. It was great. Yeah, I, I like. I agree. All, all the characters got flushed out. Yeah, a little bit think, of Sean. Do you think we? Um, is that the last we see of Claire? No. You think she's back next season? Yeah. I hope so. I saw. I I saw her starting to pop up in some movie posters so to me I, i'm almost wondering if like she was like a one and done type oh maybe character. if she's a little too famous yeah like that you know that might be it for her maybe i guess i mean i could definitely see them going that route with like so then carmy like feels like he fucked up and he's like a piece of shit and and we'll be you know regretting that for the whole season maybe she pops up at the end and and like she's not in the whole season or something. I don't know. They could take it a number of ways, but I thought that their fight was stupid at the end. Like it wasn't, I felt like what he said wasn't that bad. It it wasn't terrible, but to know, I, I think in her mind, he heard that voicemail already. And like, you know, she said all that nice stuff to him. And then at, at the end of the day, basically he's like, you're not good for me just because I can't be distracted. Right. And, you know, it's hard to hear that, especially after he wasn't perfect with her, even from the beginning, gave her the wrong phone number, Yeah. you know, wouldn't commit to her when she wanted to like figure out what that they, you know, what they were. So, you know, it, it could have been the last draw in her mind. Could have been. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I think it's, it's not, 
they could easily reconcile after what he said like he but i could also i guess see the the show going in the direction of like she's gone she doesn't have time for his bullshit yeah <clears throat> but no i i look I, I mean like you said on the show i need this strike to end i hope what steve said was is correct that'd be fantastic yeah. um but i can't wait two three years for season three of the bear yeah, it, it's yeah. you got to strike while while the iron is hot, you know, with some of these shows like, it, you know, like I think about Arrested Development, like how long I wanted a fourth season. And then when I finally got it, like I didn't really care that much anymore. And all that momentum was gone from them as as writers and stuff like that. And was it good? Yeah, it was all right. But like it, it never matched the quality of the of the first three seasons because there's such a long layoff i don't think there's going to be that long of a layoff between season two and three of the bear but you know the sooner they they start shooting again the better yeah it has to be doing huge numbers i have to assume yeah but... with that said we we all i'm sure stand with the writers and the actors, oh of course so union strong only, baby yeah we, we only want 100%. them to come back if they get the right deal so yeah because we can just watch old movies and you can too with let the boys watch so should we wrap it up from there i guess any last thoughts sure. no i love the bear um i'm gonna try and give eastbound and down a shout out a shout soon so uh oh have you ever watched it no brian's been oh. telling me to watch it so i need something uh it's but good. other than that you're gonna love, love the bear. it you're gonna love it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm excited for that. Other and also, that, I said it on our show, Warrior. Try oh, that. Yeah, that's out. right. Yeah. yeah, on uh, HBO. I'll probably yeah, like I said, I'll probably try Warrior out. I'll probably try Eastbound and Down out, and then right. I'll just fucking watch Planes Taking Off from Heathrow <laughs> and <laughs> hitting Heathrow. bunk, hitting yeah, hitting hitting your uh, sand bunkers a little higher out of the bunker. Love it. Um, all right. I guess that's it. Again, thank you for listening to our nonsense. Um, I hope you enjoyed our tidbits, especially the one about Tom Sizemore and his drug test. <laughs> um, but email us ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. Like Benny said, look out for a cool little contest we'll be doing. And uh follow us on Instagram, rate review, whatever. Thank you. Robbie, tell him good night. Good night, Captain Miller. But before I go, did you know that Steven Spielberg <laughs> drug tested Tom Sizemore every day on the set? And if Tom Sizemore failed a drug test, Spielberg would have re recasted the movie without him. That's that's incredible. That's incredible. Good night, Goebbels. When you feel that knife going into your back, just know it's a young, virile, at the top of his game. Boston accent habit, Matt Damon. Jimmy Ryan? <laughs> Goebbels, you cocksucker. <laughs> I'll investigate anyone I want, you cocksucker. <laughs> the world needs plenty of bartenders, Goebbels. <laughs> Two weeks with pay. <laughs>